What's good everybody, this is Silas from silasbeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 178 and in it I want to talk about features. I may have covered this at an early stage but um, since then I have picked up on a little bit more information. Uh, My stance is still the same on features and trying to get features, trying to pay for features and just basically acquiring features. what, What does a feature mean to you, right? So... Um, I always tell the story of the time when I paid for a feature, uh, paid for someone to jump on one of my beats, the song didn't do well at all, um, that person that I got on the feature didn't push the track, um, I didn't know how to push the track myself, um, I was a little bit upset at them, and at the end of the day, the song didn't do what I wanted it to do, right? Now... With regards to that situation, what ended up happening was that I was contacted a couple of years later from the same artist. Um, well, it was from another artist, and he happened to be doing a feature with the artist that I uh, paid for the feature uh, for. Um, so, like at the end of the day, had I just been a bit more patient, I probably could have gotten a little bit more at the feature. I probably would have realized that I didn't need that that particular feature. Um, uh, what I was waiting for was something completely different, and I knew at that time, in hindsight, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, but like I knew um, in hindsight, I was like, ah, it was a bad decision to get that feature. And people will look at me and they're like, "No, dude, why did you get that feature?" And I'm like, at the time, the guy was big, and it would have made sense to get the person on a feature. Um, it just didn't work out for me. Um, then there was another situation where I got. Uh, contact um, Sahai the the Prince um, who was like he had tracks with Big Sean Kanye West they were all on songs together so I figured hey why not try Um, I managed to get a hold of them by the official um, uh, and I'll say it again the official Twitter account I got in contact with them got a price got everything ready but then I thought about it and I thought let me not do this. It was 20,000 Rand. And at the time, it probably would have set me back. Not terribly. But, I mean, for a feature like that, it would have been, it would have been a great investment on my part if I had followed through. Um, but I chose not to because what I realized for my first feature, well, for my first one, was it two errors, my first two mistakes that I made with features, was that the people are not, they're not obligated in any way to mention you. Your name goes on the song as a music producer. If you're an artist and you're paying for someone else for the feature, you're not, you're not, by paying for a feature, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're affiliated. Um, so that's why I didn't go for it because I knew that I could have gotten a 16 bar and people would have just been like, ah oh man, well, um, anyone can get a 16, you know. It's, it's one of those things, you know, you're paying for a feature, you're paying for that, you're paying for that opportunity, which is fine. I mean, sometimes we need to do these things we need to pay for opportunities we need to you know do what we need to do to get what we want but in this situation it felt a little bit um, uh, forced so I didn't go for that one it's the same as the situation with um, Anati and uh, that track that apparently was done with DJ Khaled they didn't get into studio well I think they did get into studio I think they may have had a, a chat and money may have been put up but it didn't do it didn't do what he felt it was going to do. It was, you know, it was just a, a feature. 
cool. It's one of those things you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, they did a track. Uh, we don't know what sort of part he played because when the video came out, it was just a weird cartoon-looking Lego video thing. Um, I wasn't impressed. But yeah, in that situation as well, if there's no real connection, what are you actually doing? This is why I like the work that I do with the artists that I do because people can see that we're together. We're working on a song. Um, whenever I, I, I advertise that I'm going to be putting out a track with any of the guys from Cap City, uh, whether it be P.O, Blacklist, whoever it is, I make sure that there is some sort of affiliation. Beforehand, we're already tweeting at each other. Um, we're retweeting each other's tweets. Um, we're having random conversations, but, but via social media. That way that connection is made. If they come into studio, we make sure that there's one or two pictures made. There's a bit of awareness built. That way you understand that when that feature happens, when they jump on one of my beats, that it's not just because I paid for them to be in studio. It's not just because I asked them to be in studio. It, there's a, there was some sort of a connection that happened there. That for me is a whole lot more genuine than just paying for a random feature from someone overseas. Especially nowadays. Nowadays it's becoming easier and I'm seeing a lot more people doing this. They'll hit someone up and they'll be like, hey man, can I get a feature? They'll be like, yeah, pay me this amount. They pay them. <clears throat> this person writes a very average 16 bar or they write a very average hook and the song does very average. It's just a very mediocre thing that really no one worries about. And I know the artists don't worry about it either because they'll be like, yeah, I know, well, if it's, a, if it's a shitty song, it just won't go anywhere. It's, it's plain, it's as plain as, and as simple as that. Your song just won't go anywhere. So why not? It's a little bit of extra cash. Um, it can help you to find something else. As an artist, as the artist who's being asked to do the feature, that money then helps you to do whatever else it might, that you might want to do. It's almost like you paying school fees. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't really want to do it, but you know you have to to get what you want. So, that was my situation um, at, at that time. Now, um, when I set my prices um, for artists uh, to come through and do work with me, <laughs> I was, one guy asked me, he said to me, um, what did he say? He asked, he said, why are your prices so high? And I said, you know what? <laughs> there's nothing, I, there's really nothing I can do for that because it's cool if I get, you know what I do? I, I'll, I'll move my price depending on what people say. If people tell me, oh, that's really cheap. Oh, that's really cheap. People just continually say, oh, dude, that's so cheap. Obviously, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push the price up a little bit. Know, obviously within reason but I'm going to push the price up a little bit um, but if people are complaining and everyone is like hey man your prices are so high you know then I'm going to bring them down but in this situation none of that was happening it was still mixed reviews people are like yeah um, reasonable some people are like yeah I know it's too expensive other people are like okay cool um, one or two people that were like oh well it's actually pretty cheap for what I'm hearing from you so in that situation, I, I was very confident in my price. This guy hits me up and he's like, dude, why are your prices so high? And I was like, hey, you know what? There's nothing I can do to help that situation. You might need to sacrifice a little bit of the quality and look for a cheap alternative. I mean, I didn't, it's something that I don't, I really, I really don't care to deal with anymore. I don't care to convince people why they should go with me as opposed to the next person. There's a reason why they ended up at my door. If someone catches me on WhatsApp 
they've gone through my material. They've either gone through my website, they've gone through my sound card, they've, they've interacted, interacted with me on some level to get me on WhatsApp or get me on a phone call. And the first thing is why your price is so high. That's why I'm like, right, you know what? You came all this way. It's rough. If you don't want, if you don't want to do work, okay, cool. Then the guy says, no, no, it's fine. But who have you worked with? And I was like, okay, we're going this route. So basically, from time to time, this happens. Um, uh, instead of the instead of an artist asking me uh, to possibly lower my prices or explaining the situation and saying, you know what? I don't have the money and unfortunately I can't afford your services instead of just respecting that I've set my prices and this is how I want it to, to go they are like well why are you charging so much you should be cheaper basically so that they can afford me you know it's one of those things where if you can't afford it don't knock my hustle to make life easier for you if you can't afford it step your game up either step your game up or go find a cheaper option it's either or right and the way this relates to the features is I could say that I've done work with um, it doesn't matter I could say I've done work for for Cresta I've done work for uh, KidX it doesn't matter what name I give because at the end of the day the work if someone has come through and they've heard the work and they're convinced by the work that shouldn't dictate them it shouldn't dictate anything you know the, the demand will dictate what's going on. If people come through to me and everybody is asking for work, I'm going to push my prices up. If everybody starts asking for work, there was a stage when I couldn't handle the amount of work I was getting, so I had to push the price up. What that did is it kept the people who were really serious. People complained, obviously, but it kept the people that were really serious and the people who weren't so serious kind of were just like, well, okay, cool. Um, uh, we just won't work. I was like, okay, cool. I'm still getting my work done. And it's at a higher price, so I've covered you already. You're covered. And I don't feel like I am stretching myself too thin. So with those features, I mean, I've had, I've had well-known artists walk into my studio, get some work done. I might tweet about it. Or I might put it in a message when I do my, my mailing list. But for the most part, over the long run, it doesn't really, it doesn't help a massive amount. It helps. Sure, when people see, oh no, so-and-so was in the studio with this guy. Ah, you know, I, I trust. I trust the situation. Okay, cool. You've got your credibility. But there needs to be some sort of, let, let's, let's forget about features for a second and let's talk about the actual work. I know people that have some really big features. But I'll go through their catalog and I'll think to myself, okay, was this just a, was this track that they got, was it just a, a one-hit thing? where they kind of got lucky or is this serious are they serious is this a thing um i'm not sure so for the most part i when if someone comes through to me i want them to have a listen whether or not they know who i've worked with whether i give them a list of people in terms of features and you can say that obviously features do make a difference who you work it's who you know and all of that stuff it does make a difference but for the most part let the work do the talking make sure you've set up your um, your page whether you're an artist this I've been I now been talking mainly to producers now but this goes for artists as well 
make sure that although you might have done that feature there, that other feature there, it's not difficult to get a feature. Trust me, I know. If you can get a hold of the artist and you just ask them for their price, they'll throw something at you. If you've got cash, if you've got gang cash to blow, and I'm telling you, 10K should get you a feature with most of these guys nowadays. 10K and you get your feature. You're good to go. How does that help your brand? Having a track with a particular person. You need to have the work. Your work actually needs to be good. You can't, just think about it like this. I could be a really bad rapper and I decide I'm gonna pay for a feature and get two really well-known artists on the track. And then what happens is the track is a mediocre track, but then the artists, the, the crappy artist, me, I still get to walk away and say, well, I did a track with so-and-so. It doesn't make me good. What makes me good is all the other work that I've put in. It's the accumulation it's a cumulative effort. It's the work over the years. How you've developed, how you've been consistent. And if you don't have those things, then you're asking for one hit wonderdom. Where you've got your one track and it does kind of okay. And then from there you fizzle off the face of the planet for the rest of your life. So, after having said all of that, if you ask me what a feature's worth, I would say for the most part, not a lot. I know people like to people like to see big names, but for the most part, a feature isn't. It's not. It's not a. Um, it's not a do or die factor in my books. Um, this is also another reason why I I don't mind working with everybody. I know people. I know I know some music producers will say I don't want to work with that person because they're not. You know, they're not going to help me elevate my, my name. How, how are you sure that that person is not going to help you elevate your name? You aren't, you don't know that the money that they would have paid you would have helped you get to what it is that you wanted. How do you know that they aren't on the come up and they are in a situation where they might not be great now, but three years down the line, it might be a little bit different. Or, you know, they, they might have a particular connection or they might have a particular skill set that you can take advantage of later on. An artist comes to them, might not be the greatest artist, but you can sit with them and say, okay, cool, we'll do a little bit of development and I'll sit with you with your work and we'll work on some songs and they happen to be a website designer and you can't, you can't manage a website for shit and you decide, you know what, okay, cool, I'm going to do some work with them, they'll do some work with me. There you go, here's your website paid for. Done, done deal. Easy stuff. Um, so, yeah, just be smart when you're going about your features. I've been down that road, I've asked people how much their feature fee is, and for what I'm gonna get out of it as a music producer, I never see it as being um, uh, can I say lucrative? In the long run. I know if I was, let's say, let's say that the biggest artist in the country was charging 50K for a feature. It's a doable figure. Like, if you look at what you could get out of that, out of getting, out of getting the, the um, can I call it, the accolades, or, the, or getting to that point where you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to pay for this feature. I'm going to get my 50K, pay this person, and get this track. It has to, be, it has to do well because this person is big. <laughs> Sorry. It actually has to do well. The song actually has to do well. 
and that's a risk. That's already the first risk that you're taking. But if you believe in your stuff, maybe it does well. Your, tr- your track does okay, but if you haven't backed it up with enough of a back catalog, if you don't have enough songs out there, what do you expect to happen next? Do you expect your legacy to last longer than four years? Longer than two years? No, I don't think so. I honestly think you're going to fade away in a matter of months. It's going to be the end of you. You're going to be known as that person who came through with a season. There's artists that are, that are, that are rolling around in the streets now believing that they are um, in a brilliant position because they're like, yeah, no, I've done a track with this person. When in actual fact, they haven't positioned themselves for the next 10 years. And I don't think anybody, right now there might be one or two that I can think of off the top of my mind, hip-hop artists in this country that have set themselves up for the next 15, 20 years. And that's great. It's good stuff. But for the most part, a lot of what I'm seeing is short-term growth and short-term success. People are only going to be at this for the next four or five years, max. So, yeah, just be careful when you're, um, when you're going for that, um, that feature. It's not one of those things where you are guaranteed to get what it is that you are looking for. Um, try and do it on your own for the most part. Um, and you'll find out that, you know, it's actually is, it's a possible thing. It's something that you, you're actually able to do. Um, if you want to send me an email, you can send it through to um, business at silasbeats.info or you can head through to www.silasbeats.info and you can send me a message from there. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, let's keep in communication. Let's keep the conversation going and we'll chat in the next podcast. Peace.